at the time um, I stated from that on then on in um, I would be taking pictures at every single um, marathon that I do um, because uh, Alzheimer's you just forget the, the memories um, so I basically took pictures during my marathons at every single one and one of the things that I kind of did for this hundred was take a selfie with people um, along the way so um, during that time in the very start um, during the moment yeah, I was like taking pictures with people co-workers friends uh, people that we coach um, you know every every kind of moment because it all goes back to the first one which is my pictures and memories and stuff like that too so hello hello welcome to chill track friday this is ali i'm ann november 10th still <laughs> still november 10th we're doing our intro i'm actually really excited to bring on another one of our featured athletes today um but before that what do we do this morning <laughs> um for some crazy reason ben delaney is the crazy reason <laughs> we ran on river road this morning so if anyone whoever doesn't know river road it's over the george washington bridge and it's like 1200 feet of elevation up and down lots of hills yeah between all three of us we had like 43 miles I know. I'm really tired. <laughs> we got coffee, so we're drinking coffee. We're drinking La Colombe. I know. Hot oat milk lattes now. Yeah. It's Ben's main – I like Ben's reason. He's like, it's peak fall, so we should just go to River Road and yeah. enjoy the scenery. And it's so beautiful. You're in this, like, colorful tunnel the whole time. It's just that the hills kind of get to you eventually, <laughs> and you don't care about the beauty of the colors, but <laughs> on the way back. It was really funny. And then we have a joke in sort of our little running circle of – we usually end up there when it's raining. It just happens like we'll plan it ahead of time and then it rains. Today is not raining. So we were like, what are we doing here? It's not raining. <laughs> Which reminds me two weeks ago when I did my long run and it was raining and I didn't realize until I got to Central Park. I'm like, what am I doing in Central Park? I need to be on River Road. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of creepy on River Road when it's dark and rainy. It is because – so River Road is really – I think it's famous among cyclists, and it's mm -hmm. used a lot by cyclists. So when we were there, you probably don't see that many runners on it at all. Like, you, you would see very few. Actually, I've seen Team for Kids during their training cycles. They they do some long runs there. But so you end up – if you end up there on the Team for Kids day, you'll see a lot of runners. But usually it's all cyclists. But if it's raining, none of the cyclists come out. So yeah. the two or three times we were there about a, a year and a half ago, it was – we were just all by ourselves. It for was like... quiet. Remember that thing was that piece of fabric was hanging from one of the trees and it looks like it looked like Casper. Yeah. It was It was like this white fabric hanging. It was scary. Off. I was glad that there were like five of us together. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> we were joking about like it being a horror movie and like every, like every few miles like one of us something would happen to one of us. <laughs> I remember we we laughed so much at that. I wish we would have recorded it so we can. It sounded like a good script, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Like every few miles, a runner disappears. You're like, wait, what is happening? <laughs> like, um, yeah. What's the movie? I, I can't remember anything anymore. What's the movie of the scream? Oh, they I thought you were like going to say Quantum Leap. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, Quantum Leap. Okay, so back to our second guest. This is our second featured athlete guest is Brian Shaw. Do you want to give a little background on Brian? We love Brian. Oh, my God. What can I say about Brian? We love Brian. <laughs> so much. <laughs> we just um, – so Brian's been actually our coach for a while in New York Roadrunners group training. Um, he actually coached both of us in extended tempo runs in 2017 while I was training for the Wine Glass Marathon and you were training for Berlin. He really helped us think about form and... Um, and marathon pace. And marathon pace. Like he's, what is that? Yeah, yeah. He's really, really good at making you think about what, what marathon pace feels like, what it should be. Because uh, it's hard, right? Like you train through all of these hundreds and hundreds of miles and you're like, what, 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 what is my exactly like what does that rate of perceived exertion at six feel like exactly for 26 miles he's really good at coming up with workouts that teach you that um but at the same time he's really he's really funny yeah. we have a lot of fun with him you'll probably notice that in 
in the episode itself. We were only going to cap our featured athlete program to two athletes. And then he applied and his reasoning was, and we were like, wait, what, what, what? Why is he applying? What are we going to do with Brian? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And he said, well, I coach a lot. And a lot of times my own training gets lost in that. And But if you guys accept me, that would give me like one reason to be accountable to in, in terms of doing my own training. So we wrote him a program and then and New York City was going to be his 100th marathon. Yeah. So that was kind of incredible. So we were really honored to yeah. have Brian be part of the Featured Athletes program. And how I saw it as well, in addition to everything that you said, was also almost like a mentorship for us because I knew I would have expected Brian to tell us if we were giving him like the wrong information. <laughs> and um, I was I was really pleased. One time I saw him and I had written him an email and he was like, that was a really good email. Thank you. And it's just like we I feel like we have we all the whole running community has each other to help each other. And, you know, we do always say that everybody's different. So just what one what works for one person might not work for you. But like we have so many resources and that. That's what the featured athlete program is about. And I, I we ha- we haven't formally spoken about it, but we've kind of like telepathically like nodded to each other. We're definitely going to do it again, um, probably for a spring marathon. So, you know, keep your eyes on the Chill Track Friday account and like after the new year. And um, speaking of Chill Track Friday and account and stuff, um, we've checked our numbers this morning. We're over 10,000 downloads. So thank you guys so much for continuing to support us and listen to us. And um, we are going to roll out some new things in the new year. And in that, we're going to ask for some audience participation and a little bit of support to help us keep this going because we love doing it. Um, But it does take a lot of time and and money, too. (laughs) That's a very good point. Yeah. All right. Should we bring on Brian? Yes. Please state your name for the record. Brian Shaw. I feel like I'm like in police, um, police like getting yeah. across. <laughs> yeah. Interrogation. Yeah. Interrogation. Yeah. Oh, ah, there you go. What are those? Those what are, those? are brownies from Ben Delaney. <laughs> oh, wow. We didn't even label it. How did you know it was Ben Delaney? Oh, because it's like the special brownies. <laughs> As we call it in the office. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you elaborate what's so special about it's them? It's just so chocolatey and good. <laughs> that was the best the first time you said that. It was like they're so chocolatey. And then like literally ten seconds later, he's like still chewing on it. He's like, How do you get them to be so chocolatey? <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> So we saw him this morning. We ran on River Road, and then he packed up a few brownies for me and Ali, and then he had a little bag, this bag. Yes. And he was like, are you going to see Brian? And I was like, hmm, how does this factor into how many brownies I'm going to get? You should carry down, like, 12 brownies. Come on, Ed, where's your, where's your knapsack? So the honor system, I brought you your brownies. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, just don't ask. Ben, how many he gave for you? <laughs> how many did you guys get? <laughs> That's what I want to know. No, actually, it's even, it's even. It's <laughs> even. Ben knows. Thank you, thank so, you. So, Brian, it looks like we are... Our, our studio today looks like we're in, like, a time machine. Yes. You have run 100 marathons. Let's say... Let's time travel back to your first one. Sure. That's... <laughs> you're right. Let's take the 99 after that away for a second. What inspired you to run your first one what did what was that start line like what was it like to get ready for it just whatever you want to tell us about that sure so um i used to run or my sister and i started to run together um so we we ran our first marathon together i used to run half marathons or i I actually used to be a sprinter um before in high school um i actually ran the 100 meters oh uh 200 meters and 400 meters i used to think that um the people that ran the mile were insane <laughs> um so <laughs> look at me now but uh basically um i started running um like just regular uh 4 miles 6 miles um half marathons uh just to you know get ready for a marathon um which in my senior superlative uh, for our high school, um, I actually uh, wrote down, um, Brian Shaw will be running um, the New York City Marathon and passing one of his architectural buildings along the way. Um, and uh, I actually worked on three or four different buildings that uh, are on the marathon route. Um, so my ser- senior superlative is kind of correct in some ways, oh. uh, which is cool, yeah. So you have architecture background? Yes, I do. Uh, I I went to college for architecture, actually. 
Wow, I had no idea. That's yeah. incredible. So, and then, um, so I wanted to like I did like eleven mar- uh, half marathons um, before, and my sister did uh, her first marathon uh, New York City, um, and um, the year that uh, I think it was like two thousand three or two thousand four. Um, and then, um, we basically, uh, I didn't get to run that one because it's a lottery system. And I was like, ah, oh, darn New York city marathon, like New York runners. <laughs> <Darn. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and then the year after, uh, I ran, um, or we both ran, uh, for the Alzheimer's association, um, in, in honor for my grandmother, uh, mm-hmm. who had Alzheimer's, um, and we ran the Marine Corps together. Um, she ran, or she was running with the first uh, person that was running her, his first time too, and I was running my first um, marathon as well. So um, basically, we were all running, or my sister and I raised funds for the Alzheimer's Association for my grandmother. And how did that first marathon go? Um, <laughs> so we we ran the first half together, and then um, it was like she, she was like running in a slower pace. Uh, so that I was, I just wanted to kind of get the feel of it, and then. Um, after that, I kind of like told them that I, I would be going um, faster, I guess. Um, so then I left them at the halfway mark. Um, and at the time, um, all of my marathons, I, I basically stated from that on, that on in, um, I would be taking pictures at every single um, marathon that I do um, because uh, Alzheimer's, you just forget the, the memories. Um, so... Um, I basically took pictures during my marathons at every single one. And um, one of her goals, and this is like my sister and I are really, really close and she lives in Hawaii. Her goal in, in running marathons was basically to do every marathon in every state. And we met up like during the years um, following that. And we, we met up at like doing marathons at every single state in some ways. But she didn't, <clears throat> she didn't finish uh, doing her um, marathons yet. Um, so... I kind of finished her goal in some ways too. So, is she still is she still doing them? She's still doing them, um, but mm-hmm. at very like low slow pace because she now has two kids mm-hmm. and um, she now lives in Hawaii as well too. So it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to. How many states it. are left for her? Oh, like thirty. Oh, 30. Okay, <laughs> so she's done like twenty states so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay, yeah. And how long did it take you to complete the fifty? Um, it took me 10 years, exactly 10 wow. years. So the first year I did two, and then the last year I did one. So in between mm-hmm. then, um, it was like a high amount of, um, it's almost like 10 a year almost. So. And during this process, did the idea of 100 come to you, or did 100 just happen on your way to something else? 100 just happened, I think. Um, during my time, I paced for a lot of, um, a lot of marathons and... Um, I've done New York City for quite a like quite a while. Um, there's a few repeats um, mm-hmm. along the way. So, um, Marine uh, Marine Corps, I did like three times. Um, Baltimore, I've done like three times because I've paced for them. Um, uh, Philly, I've paced for, so I've done like that for like six years, I think. Um, and Boston, um, mm-hmm. I've done thirteen times. In a row. <laughs> Goodness me, I have so many questions from every single thing that you just said. Um, but I had a, a, I had a good good one lined up before all of those questions came to me. I will say that first. Maybe this is a slightly hard question, but we said we time traveled back to your first one. I'm gonna let's time travel forward, but not sure. all the way to today. Let's time travel forward to a week from, you know, a week ago when you ran your hundredth. Sure. In New York City, you paced. I spent a good chunk of the day before and after with you, and it was such an honor. It was like I was telling Anne afterward. I'm like, it was such a good experience. I learned so much just being near mm-hmm. you. Can you talk a little bit about how you felt doing your hundred? Not it wasn't just like you had a pretty important job to do at the same time on on the day of, but it was also hundred. And you've talked many times how it's just a number, but just. Can you walk us through what the hundredth one was like? Sure. Um, so all week, um, I actually work for New York Runners. I'm um, the project manager for uh, the Run Center, mm-hmm. and um, during our time, like as an employee, you had to work um, at the expo and work your own um, projects and all all the things that you facilitate for the marathon. So um, on Sunday morning, um, all the employees, you know, are situated um, along the along the course. 
um, in the start area, at the finish. Um, we all have different jobs um, for New York Roadrunners. And I'm lucky enough to um, to do my job and then in the very morning and then um, pace um, and then sometimes work afterwards as well, too. Um, so I'm, I'm actually a lucky person because there's very far um, New York Roadrunners employees that get to actually um, run the New York City Marathon. Um, I've done multiple different jobs during that, that time, like being the, um, the command center um, and bike the course 35 miles, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, but I was lucky to, you know, this year um, pace for uh, the race. And um, before, as you said, um, my uh, job was to um, like wake up at, you know, two o'clock in the morning, which is daylight savings time. So I'm like, it's, you know, <laughs> you lose. What is two on that day? <laughs> yeah, yeah and, exactly. and that morning. <laughs> Actually, I really wanted to test it out because I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up that day. <laughs> um, so I woke up at like one fifty eight or something. And then um, you're, like the time actually goes back to um, to two, like to to one o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't know that. So I, I like napped another half an hour. Um, but uh, basically my car got um, got at uh, my apartment at like three o'clock. Uh, we head over to Staten Island, uh, at which we had to be there at like four o'clock um, or 4.30. And um, we're at the start and we um, help the runners out um, at the start. So we, we you know, like race directionals, uh, like wayfinding in some ways, um, which is awesome because like I know exactly where things are at the start um, too. And like I know everything on the the, uh, the race course as well too because I've ran it multiple times. But um, it's just the excitement um, that people come off the bus and like you get to see as many friends as possible and um, the people that you train and because um, I'm a coach and stuff like that too. So it's, it's like really exciting. And like one of the things that I kind of did for this 100 was – um, to basically like take a selfie with people um, along the way. So um, during that time in the very start, um, during the moment, basically I was like taking pictures with people, coworkers, friends, uh, people that we coach, um, you know, every every kind of moment because it all goes back to the first one, which is, you know, mm -hmm. my pictures and memories and stuff like that too. So um, yeah, it, it's special, but at the same time, it was like I wasn't really thinking about the 100 mm -hmm. um, until... Um, like my job was done and then, um, you know, it was just, uh, fun in, in some ways, like after that, which is mm -hmm. getting ready, um, you know, to pace, uh, you know, th then I got a little serious a little bit and then, yeah. um, you know, it was time to go, you know, so it was, it was fun. Can you tell us a little bit about the pacing responsibility and how you felt that morning? Because it was, it was kind of an interesting day in terms of like the weather being ideal, but also, you know, that can be tricky. Yeah, so um, New York City is always tricky in some ways because um, one, it's it's one of the most ideal uh, weather races out there because it starts out cool, but um, you know it starts out cool and then basically a lot of people um, they forget to drink water and hydrate and then um, they were just like running and then like they just didn't feel the sweat. Most of the people um, after the course um, they had like salt stains on their mm -hmm. face, uh, so like they didn't like a lot of people didn't hydrate enough and like that's one of the most things that uh, New York City has was cramping you know a lot of people the cartage is basically cramping up and you know people not drinking enough and uh, not listening to coaches which you go out too fast and stuff like that too so um, it's it's all like you know you you have like these goals in mind and you know it's it's great but uh, race day conditions you know like you just can't can't uh, tell about it so can you give us a little glimpse into what it's like to be a runner running with Brian pacing? Like, I'm sure they get such good coaching in terms of like when to drink and what to do. And I've never run while you've paced, but I would be honored to do that. <laughs> they were lucky runners. Sure. Uh, ben Delaney's had that, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's right. Anyway, we love Ben. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, basically, it's, it's the same thing as like you guys were with me when I coached. Um, like, I have that kind of background where I could kind of coach people along the way and just, um, you know, tell people uh, war is ahead. Um, you know, it's all about communication. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to tell people like when, um, just like there was a lot of people that were like the first time marathoners out there, you try to kind of, um, keep them calm and keep them collected. Um, you know, you, you try to communicate as much as possible where the waters are, um, you know, like what, when, when to turn, 
um, you know, use that kind of paystick to kind of like tell people like, okay, we're turning left. You know, you kind of like wave the paystine like up and over so that they kind of know in back of you that you're going to go that way. It's hard. I mean, it's it's a really hard uh, job on race day, and like you know, to keep it right on target, it's it's really really hard. Um, so uh, during the marathon, basically. Um, we kind of went out slower than usual um, because it was a little bit more packed. Um, so uh, we were down like 40 seconds the very first mile. Um, then, you know, we, we were going to make it up um, going downhill as well, too. But um, due to congestions, you know, it was just like we were constantly behind. Mm -hmm. um, but we, you know, didn't have to uh, hurry it as well, too. So we kind of made ourselves back and, you know, we were down like three seconds here and there um, throughout the race. And, um after like 16 miles after the uh, Queensboro Bridge, um, we were down a little bit, like maybe like 10 to 16 seconds around there. So um, we had to like kind of hurry it up a little bit on First Avenue because I knew that um, later down the road within like mm -hmm. Willis Avenue and um, the Fifth Avenue Hill, it was just going to be a little bit tougher to make up. So, but it was, it was good in that way. <laughs> that must be hard because just speaking, I mean, you're pacing a pace that's comfortable for you, for the people running with you. That's their race pace. So even it's a delicate matter is what I'm saying. So it must be hard to, you know, the course so well. So you knew when it's safe to do that. But also it's it's just it's a really hard thing to know how to do without kind of making people ruin their race really you know because uh, people will do that on their own but you know you you run with a pacer who knows what they're doing and you know what you're doing but that's that's a really narrow window to get through yeah I mean it's 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 a hard job I mean <laughs> yeah. like in general you're not really um, going at a comfortable pace either you know so um, it's not it's off of your own gate so it's mm -hmm. kind of like you have to kind of feel it out and mm -hmm. feel the rhythm in some ways too in the very beginning of like what your stride is and constantly kind of look at your look at your watch a little bit back and forth and like kind of feel the rhythm um but it's, it's all about like um i'd say trust mm -hmm. a lot um so the people are actually like trusting you mm -hmm. to sort of like run that pace and um it's it's yeah it's really really difficult in that way but um, you kind of take that challenge, and I think that's what every single pacer um, likes about pacing is um, the fact that like they're they're people behind you that like really entrust you like to boss and qualify and to you know um, to to PR and do all that other stuff. Um, it, it's it's really cool because like afterwards, um, like you don't want to jump the gun either because like <laughs> people are like, oh, thank you so much for pacing and da -da. and I'm like. Okay, like calm down. We were not done with the race yet, so <laughs> happen, yeah. so like thank me after the race and at the finish line. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. But um, yeah. people like during um, marathon Monday and and metal engraving and stuff like that. Um, there was this guy that came up to me and he's like, um, "Thank you for for pacing me," you know. And like I was like, I have no clue who came in with me and who didn't, because yeah. <laughs> like you're you're really at that point. You're like kind of trying to survive and kind of like see like not really seeing behind you, but you're just trying to make it to the finish line as well too. So, yeah, I love the idea of feeling the rhythm because mm -hmm. I'm sure you've had pacing days where you're like, I don't even. I mean, I'll look at my watch, but I don't even need to because I just know that I'm hitting the same stride over and over and over. And New York City makes it so tough to do that, to get to that point yeah. because of how congested it is. I love your explanation of like, yeah, we're 40 seconds off. And he, it's not like you made that 40 right away. You're at 16 <laughs> and you're like, okay, now I'm 10 seconds off. Right. It shows how you shave that. Yeah. Like mile after mile, 40 going out of 16, right? Like that's your, your taken off whatever that is like two to three seconds per mile right and like getting back to target it's 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 really it's an intricate balance going back to going back to Anne's point I I got to spend the start with you I was on the pace bus you weren't there because you were there at god knows when 3 a.m you're already in Staten Island when right. I was waking up um I have this picture that I think we'll post on our Instagram I loved seeing you with like your you had your backpack you had your New York Roadrunners jacket, your pace stick was sticking out from behind you, and you're just so happily standing there waiting for runners to just ask you anything. Like, where do you want to go? Let me tell you. Like, it, it was it was really cool. And then to Anne's question earlier of like, I remember you looking at the looking around and saying, ideal conditions, but tricky conditions. 
And yeah. that shows how much experience you have with like even an, what can happen in a marathon even on an ideal day. That being said, but that's that's actually okay. really funny because um like I look at myself as actually a beginner, you know, in some ways too. Like as much as you the shock that you might might think, but it, it's just like um as a runner and I always believe that like one of my one of my mantras I guess in some ways as a coach too is that um you could always learn from like a true beginner too yeah. as as like almost like an experienced person like you you think that I am but um I always look at myself as like always trying to learn uh new experiences as well too um so like you you could always learn things from a a new runner that they never even thought that they could teach like a experienced person in in that way it's kind of tricky um because of the fact that you try to you try to kind of be like okay and that people are like looking up to you um but at the same time you you try to stay humble as well mm-hmm. too so i one thing i i am really inspired by you is you all you have you, mantra or not but you have the belief of trying things that scare you and i know one of those things was to run a race blindfolded yeah can you talk a little bit about that sure um so one of my friends um his name is anthony he runs for achilles mm-hmm. um he um actually was i think he he was sh- like in the crossfire of like um like uh not say like gang shooting or whatnot. i don't know his true story but mm-hmm. um he basically got shot in between the his temples and then basically that's how he became blind um so he runs for achilles and uh we're really good friends with him molly and i uh molly's my girlfriend mm-hmm. um she wanted me to state that actually um <laughs> 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 uh, but uh yeah so uh we we actually like the first time that we've done it um it was like all about trust in some ways as what you said mm-hmm. um and it's one of the hardest things i've ever um really experienced because um from the background of running 100 marathons to different accomplishments like running 50 states uh marathon every state 100 milers 100 milers um different things like that um so uh your hearing actually becomes um more in in depth in mm-hmm. some ways because you're hearing of the crowds and you just don't know where they are um you think that you're running um you know like a turn might be <laughs> like just very subtle but it feels like a huge turn that you're actually di- doing you know so um and running is not the same thing as walking you're off the air and so it, it kind of gets you off balance we did it like once or twice and the second time was actually a lot easier because you kind of like go back to your abilities in the fir- from the first time um but the first time was was way like way new experience um if anyone um has that opportunity like we did it during the Achilles um race but uh we were actually challenged by Anthony to do um that that blindfold challenge uh which is it's really one of a kind experience yeah. so wow yeah but yeah i mean like he he runs a marathon he i saw him during the marathon he mm-hmm. actually runs a marathon he runs multiple marathons um that uh that basically like he he runs blind you know and i i like it's amazing those yeah. achilles athletes can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the ultra marathons um yeah sure so um the 60k is coming up too yeah. um really one of my favorite new york exactly. runner events yeah. <laughs> um so after doing um uh, like maybe like 10 marathons um i wanted to kind of you know dive into like the ultra world and what a way better to do it than to to run the, the like the, uh, the 60k which yeah. is um a marathon and a half mm-hmm. um which is 37 miles um 0.3 um and basically um it's it's one of the easiest races out there uh that like for ultra runners excuse um, me <laughs> <laughs> um because like one you have it like it, you're just running around uh central park like nine different times and Um the first year that I did it actually um like I tried to keep it more interesting so um I I was So the the, the distance wasn't interesting enough. <laughs> yeah, wasn't did upsetting. you run it backwards? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go. Um so I was coaching um three different teams at the time. Um I think I was part of New York Rotors and um I was coaching team for kids and I was coaching my Alzheimer's team as well during that time. Um so I, every three laps um I tried to um 
keep the singlet on for all my different teams, mm-hmm. um, just to keep it like mm-hmm. keep it real for myself and to honor those people as well too, um, of who I coached. So um, it was it was just like a lot of fun. Like every three laps, that, that like you just try to keep it fun for yourself because um, those nine laps, it's, it's <laughs> not saying it's not fun, but it's it's really really uh, interesting in that way. So. Um, but yeah, like it, it's one of the easier races out there. And once you, um, kind of do one of those 60 K, uh, things you could kind of do like, um, you know, like try 50 milers and try, you know, um, hundred milers, what is next? You always like try to mm-hmm. do what's next. Um, but at the same time, like most of my friends are kind of crazy and they do like 200 milers and oh. I would not, not do that. <laughs> so. When was your first hundred miler? Uh, my first hundred miler was, um, I think 2000, like 11, 2012. I'm not sure. Um, it's been a while. Um, but it was the beast of burden. Um, and, uh, I was just, it was up in Buffalo and, um, a friend and I, uh, or a a few friends and I, we went up to, uh, together and they've all done like hundred milers before and it's a flat out and back. Uh, four times, you know, 25 or 12 miles up, 12 miles back. Um, and you do that four times. Um, and uh, it's against, it's a, it's along the, the, like, I think Erie Canal um, that's up there. It's, it's a funny story um, where, um, like, I was just taking pictures at the same time, like halfway through. And, uh, you know, you just, you know, just have fun with it, enjoy yourself. And like halfway through, you get into the nighttime, uh, you just don't know where you are. And, um, you know, like the first two guys were just like going at it. You know, mm-hmm. they were ahead, like pretty much like 16 miles way ahead of, of people. And I was like, um, you know, I started to roll a little bit uh, faster uh, along the way. And like, it went from like, I think like 16 to like, you know, below like tens and like, um, single digits and like um, basically like 12 miles ago um, the second guy actually like had stomach problems and um, like I passed him and I didn't know it even mm-hmm. um, so then I was just like going to complete my first one like no big deal you know it's a big deal but like yep. <laughs> not to say the least um, so then uh, it's nighttime and you just like try to keep yourself occupied and you keep running um, and three miles to the finish line i past the first guy <laughs> three miles before the finish before the finish <laughs> wow. okay and so you, you probably didn't know you're I, like, I did, you were just passing someone i had no clue because okay. it's at night yeah. and you know you're, you're just occupied and you just like you, you don't have no clue where you are you don't even know if that's a runner exactly. that could be a support crew on the <laughs> side yeah okay right um so at the same time there was this person in back of me that was like um kind of keeping me rolling too um it's She's like, she comes from Switzerland and she's like ran, ran bad water before. Like, oh. I, I, like she was like really high caliber. Her um, partner was like, like taunt, kind of taunting me saying that she's coming after you and she's going <laughs> to, she's going to um, pass you and stuff like that. Like sort of like in a mm-hmm. kiddish way, yeah. but it's my first hundred. So yeah. I like have no clue, you know, when I'm going to die or like <laughs> what, what I'm going to do. And um, you're 97 like, miles Exactly. <laughs> Um, so like, it was actually like 75 into it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So like last, like last lap and like basically, oh. so like, I was saying, my laps. yeah, okay. exactly. So I was like, you know, if she passes me, she passes me. Right. I, I don't care. Yeah, you know, exactly. like let her come, you yeah. know, like I have no clue where, <laughs> where she is yeah. along the way. Um, so she was actually pushing me, which is a mm-hmm. great thing because yeah. like, I was just keep on rolling, keep on rolling, keep on rolling. And um, I passed the first guy um, at like three miles to go, and I had no clue, um, you know, like where I was. So I was just going like gunning for it, you know. And um, you know, I, I thought the guy came in already, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I passed the finish line. No one is there. <laughs> like, is this the finish? Yeah, uh, because you know you know where the finish line yeah. is because you have to like go around it. Yeah. Um, and like, is there, do I still have to do another lap? Exactly. I forget. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so I like pass the finish line. Go into like the, the, there's a bathroom right next to the finish line. One of those like park bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Go into the urinal of, like pee, yeah. and like right next to me is the race director. <laughs> As it happens. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so he's like. Um, how you doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, I finished. Um, I finished the hundred. And he's like, that can't be. Um, 
do, are you sure you're you're not doing the 24 hour and you're you're like done with the race? And I was like, no, I'm pretty much sure that I did the the hundred mile. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> pretty sure. Um, so then um, he like took me out after like I I was done, and um, he's like he like confirmed it because like then like people were there at the finish line, and he's like, wow, like. We were expecting someone else to come in oh, before wow. you. That's what if he like funny. turned to you? He's like, "Who are you?" Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> so, like to that date, like it was just—it's one of those things that you like, like. I came first in my first hundred miler. That is so cool. That is such an incredible story. You, Thanks you, for sharing that. You can't that. go anything for that, you yeah. know. After that, but um, yeah, it was just like really yeah. flat. And what fast. was your time on that? Um, it was like sub um, sub eighteen, so it's like oh seventeen seventeen fifty okay. or something like that. So yeah. Wow. Whoa, that's. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah. It like averages out to being like uh, a nine or a ten minute mile or wow. something like that. So hundred yeah. mile. Yeah. So. Plus, plus eating and, and changing like shoes and stuff like that yeah. too. Yeah. So, okay. Speaking of extremes, <laughs> tell us about your 100 meter days. Yes. Sure. You were a sprinter at a certain point where you thought and 200, people... 400. I want to like... hear all these times. I know. <laughs> um, so, I used to be really fast in the 100 miler. Um, I 100 meters. To... 100 meters. <laughs> really just stuck and, the my... miler. and the miler. And the 100 miler. Um, <laughs> Um, 100 meters. <laughs> <laughs> if you ask Stuart, Stuart's like, yeah, this is the most um, like yeah. diverse person that like has ever run before. <laughs> You're the outlier. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I used to run like um, 11 flat back in the high school, um, which is like... 11 seconds? Yeah, 11 seconds. Okay, I just want to... So. I want to... As a normal person, <laughs> I do... When I'm doing like my strides, my 100 meter strides are like 20 seconds. <laughs> so Goodness me. Half. <laughs> Um, I ran the 200 in like 22, oh. uh, 22 one. So, and what's um, your 400, your best 400? Oh, best 400. I used to start. Um, so it's like off of the relay, you like, you basically, mm-hmm. um, say that like, like you, be- you basically get the fastest starter because uh-huh. I used to run hundred okay. meters. Sure. Um, so I used to run, I think like a four, uh, 52, three was my fastest oh my 400. Yeah. That is so <laughs> fast. Nice, Brian. <laughs> That was in high school. <laughs> yeah, but still, oh my god! Wait, can you tell us like what a warm up is like for something like that? Any of those distances? Because some potential major injury problems <laughs> happening. I don't think I'd ever do that again because, um, like back in um, when I worked for New York Rotors, like we we had to. Uh, I was I was actually one of the coaches that coached track and field uh, uh-huh. for the phys ed teachers, uh-huh. and um, back in the day they used to have um, a coaches coaches uh, relay, oh. which is a four hundred or like a a four by one relay. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> and uh, this is actually a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like as a person or like an official that was working like we got to kind of have fun and at the end and like you know join the coaches because they always needed people so um during like i would kind of take it seriously too because you know like going back to my high school days um so i used to kind of or i used to like ran the anchor of one of these meets and um like we were ahead and like one of the like it's, it's actually we weren't ahead we were like really um close neck and neck and you know like i got the baton from one of the coaches and like i'm running 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 and then all of a sudden like i feel this pop Oh, and no. it was it was my hamstring oh, no. <laughs> that I felt pop. Yeah. Um, so it's like you know, as you say, you know, like mm-hmm. like you don't like the warm ups and stuff like that. Yeah. You you really don't have that flexibility ever yeah. again. <laughs> and um, after the race, like I was like kind of moving my equipment out of um, the track, and these kids walk by, and they're like, "Did you pull your hamstring?" <laughs> <laughs> So you get like ridiculed by these little kids. <laughs> Don't do that ever again. <laughs> oh my like God. the old guy I got know. injured. <laughs> what did he think he was doing? Oh my God, it's so funny. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like these these small kids are ridiculing. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, watch how it's done. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You can be like, hey, man, I ran a 50, what did you say, 56? 52. 52. Move over, old man. <laughs> That's so funny. Wow. Um, why architecture? Uh, so 
I used to follow my 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 sister and my cousin. So my cousin, um, he he was a big like art person, and my sister and, and my cousin we used to like play around when we were kids, and we used to be like probably like the three amigos in some ways. Like we always like hung out together and just like had fun. And uh, my cousin did track um, as well um, when he was in high school, and he ran like I think ran the hundred meters and ran the two hundred. Um, what he wanted to do it was was the architecture, and I like had no clue what architecture was. <laughs> so um, back in high school, I took a, this architecture class, and um, I was like kind of into art and stuff. And um, basically, like it kind of grew on me. And um, from like high school classes going into like college, um, I chose architecture. And um, you know, it was either uh, being a chef or being an architect. Looking back, I wish I did. Um, looking back, I, I wish I kind of went back and did the other choice, which is being a chef. But mm-hmm. it was, it was like pretty interesting. But uh, both my grandfathers were were chefs as well too. Wow. So, and what are the three buildings along the New York City Marathon course that you had been involved with? Sure. Um, so there's one uh, like low income housing building that's like right underneath um, the Pulaski Bridge. Um, that's like right at 13, mm-hmm. uh, during the, the marathon. Um, so it's like right on the, um, right on the Brooklyn side, um, right before you go over the bridge. Um, other one is I worked on, um, El Museo, which is, oh, yeah. uh, the museum, um, nice. on, on Fifth Avenue. Um, so I worked on like very small, any parts on that one. How did you sort of exit the industry? Oh, so um, back in 2006, um, the housing bubble bursted. Right, right. And um, like I was a coach at the time or one of my one of my Team for Kids coaches actually or, or friends um, was I used to be part of the Flyers, New York Flyers. Um, so he suggested for me to kind of uh, take this coaching class. Mm-hmm. Um, so um I actually like was thinking about it, and then like missed the deadline to to get in. And uh, one of the flyers, uh, the president at the time, um, she uh, knew a friend from the RCAA, and um, we uh, he she got me into the class. Um, we went down to Annapolis um, to take the course. Uh, the RCAA uh, like back way back in the day, like coaching session. Um, and then, um, like, I got laid off that year. I looked back and said, you know, like, that's amazing that I, I took these, these yeah. classes because, um, like, I, I basically was uh, going off of my legs for income. During that time, that same year um, that I got laid off, one of my friends, um, he, I met him through the Alzheimer's Association, and we uh, got in through charity uh, for the first year. Um, to basically um, be an official charity for the Alzheimer's. So wow. I was coaching for that um, that year and uh, started Team for Kids as coaching. And then um, he actually started a startup uh, doing like book covers on t- uh, T-shirts. So he was like screen, t- screen printing um, T-shirts um, and he needed help. So I helped him out out in Brooklyn, uh, Sunset Park. Um, so my mornings would start like literally at like three or four o'clock in the morning, run to Sunset Park, which is 10 miles from my, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> from my apartment. Um, and then um, I would also have a side job with New York Roadrunners teaching uh, the coaches uh, developmental track and field. Um, and then um, working my coaching jobs after that. So I had like... My, my legs were just supplementing my income <laughs> for me, uh, which is crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did that for uh, two years and then um, finally got a job with New York Roaders uh, with the creative team, did all the bibs and t-shirts. So it kind of went around and I knew what went on with screen printing. Um, so that was like really helpful as well too. Um, and it was just like interesting how my world just like came full circle in some ways so too. organic yeah i love that so that is so really amazing. cool let the journey kind of take its course yeah and couldn't do anything about the housing bubble you know that, that yeah <laughs> so it's yeah that's that's amazing and speaking of journeys what made you apply to the featured athletes program oh <laughs> <laughs> um 
So, so not to say that it was like not not joking around, um, but <laughs> <laughs> and just did air quotes program. <laughs> So Ali, official. I just I just wanted the free T-shirt. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. Now now we know you got like peeps, like you got connections. Oh yeah, you have screen printers. Yeah, actually, we need to get on that. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Um, so so yeah, I mean, like I as I said, um, mm-hmm. uh, like I coach you guys um, in some ways before. Uh, you guys are great runners in many ways. Uh, yeah, yeah, in many, many ways. Many ways. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> um, but at, at the same time, like you guys like kept each other with um, accountability, you know, and like um, like. I would say that you guys were very uh, accountable to each other. Like even during the winter time, when you guys like went out and ran like with Ben Delaney, and you guys were a very tight crew. But it was it's that kind of aspect that you you kind of like lose as a not saying the least of an experienced or lazy mm-hmm. runner <laughs> in that way. Um, like you you just get by. Um, or I do. I I just get by um, with like my coaching and like my 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 racing and running. Um, that it it becomes like very comfortable, and mm-hmm. you kind of like rely on that. And you don't challenge yourself after that. So um, during the spring, a lot of times, like I try to, uh, depending on the weather of the the winter, um, would try to go for a specific time, but like not put put my full effort into it. Um, and I kind of wanted that. Um, accountability um that like you know set a set program like i want to actually see how you guys um you know set up like your programs and like see like what kind of uh, marathon training program that you guys put together for Wait, me are you saying we were the featured athletes <laughs> <laughs> and you were the coach exactly. i know i think so it was like a it's like a reverse a test. Exactly. i love that <laughs> Speaking of, what did you think? Yeah, um, it was good. Like that, I had a lot of questions with your, um, like, like one of your speed, like a few speed work aspects and mm-hmm. how, like, how you would, um, you know, test a runner in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm always like looking for different, um, you know, speed play and uh, different workouts um, that other people even do. Um, so. Uh, it's kind of funny that like you say that um, because I, I was in a conversation with one of the like one of the Olympic trials athletes, um, Carly, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she <clears throat> we had this conversation um, after uh, during the marathon, um, and basically uh, she she was like talking to me about like one of her best workouts, and I was like, gosh, you know, like if like I could look into her playbook and see mm-hmm. like what kind of coaches like she gets and mm-hmm. you know like what kind of workouts like she does um it would be great because then I could you know put it into my playbook in, mm-hmm. in, in that way too so I guess like coaches kind of like look at different like coaches advice mm-hmm. and like we kind of like look at it and like kind of tweak things out and you know where to run you know what to do on certain you know uh, workouts and like how to test a certain runner out you know Mm -hmm. like you have different playbooks different like levels Mm -hmm. of runners um but uh you know you just have fun with it that way too like this year uh during um you know like we have an extended tempo program for our uh our marathon uh you know trainees and um I told them like, hey, you know, like the, this year we did a really hard workout year because some of the workouts like I would actually do myself, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it was just like really fun to kind of see them appreciate that yeah. in some ways because, um, you know, like you often, not say the least, but you, you don't get that challenge, you know, once mm-hmm. in a while. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even when we did extended tempo, those workouts were kind of real, like all of us. This is how it was. I you, I don't know if anybody's ever told you the first time we did extended tempo, our very first one, our group chat, the group text, the one with Ben Delaney, Barbara, and everyone else, it blew up because everyone was starving the whole day. <laughs> They're like, "What is going on? Why do I keep eating?" Just because I did like twenty minutes more on the tempo run. What we used to write like in the yeah. shorter version, you're thirty, but we're, now we're going up to forty five, right. fifty, and then you have your. God knows how you know all these strength routines afterwards. So yeah. we're just like everybody's like, is it? Is I'm I'm still hungry. We had a big breakfast, and then like at eleven, and then at one, someone's like, I'm still starving. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it like turned on a whole other monster, which was kind of cool. Really cool. Um, actually, I remember 
I did the extended tempo in 2017 because I was training for Berlin. I didn't do it last year, but I remember one of my favorite workouts was then I think removed from the program, <laughs> which was the Great Hill repeats. That yep. was just like around and around and around. I loved that one. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was that was a tough was one. So and hard. then you had to come back for a mile and a half at yes. tempo pace. So we usually end our episodes by asking our guests to give like one overarching, if they had one training tip. They only had the option to give one training tip to our listeners. What would it be? Uh, mine's like two. <laughs> yeah, go for it's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll allow like it. One A, one B. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, one is to, to always have fun, um, to always have a smile on your face, to always enjoy what you do. If you don't um, have fun, you, you just wouldn't enjoy it as much. Um, and you just have, to, you're going to have your good and bad days. Um, you just have to kind of. Um, enjoy it at the moment and you know like look back at it and say you know like it was a great experience you know and and have have fun doing it you know um, the second one would be um, to to stay healthy um, that's one of the hardest things about um, a training cycle um, that people don't really uh, take into accord thank you so much Brian thank you thank for joining you, us thank you so much thank uh, you. one one final question yeah. what is 101 <laughs> so 101 is actually um, I'm, I'm doing the 60k oh right um, of course in, in a week um, and then um, 101 would be uh, Philly nice. actually a week after that are so, you pacing it? yes I'm pacing that okay, too nice. so that's 101 my favorite photo from you pacing Philly was you were running all by yourself <laughs> and you can tell it's really windy <laughs> well we will be out there cheering for you at the 60k Great. and maybe running with you too awesome See you in two weeks. Thank you.